When I watch movies and TV series on haunted houses, like Paranormal Activity or Insidious, I sometimes find myself thinking, what happens to the house afterwards? Is it sold to others who don't know what happened? What about the real estate agents? Do they need to disclose that a property has been the site of a murder or any paranormal activity? Well, in honour of our 50th episode of Trial by Podcast and with Halloween coming up in a few days, we thought we would take a deep dive into this unusual topic. I'm Emma Jago and I'm joined by my fellow law graduate, Jacqueline White. Hi everyone, this is a really interesting area of law and not something we usually consider when looking to buy a new property. Plus, during our research for this episode, we came across some very interesting case studies. To provide some background for those who may not be aware, while there are some similarities, property law in Australia is determined on a state-by-state basis. Traditionally, the basic principle of property law has been caveat emptor, which is Latin for buyer beware. This principle means that the burden is on the buyer to investigate and identify any flaws with the property. However, if a real estate agent is attempting to sell a property that has been the subject of a serious crime, there could be some significant issues arising from it. The Seth Gonzalez case in Sydney is a classic example. In 2001, Gonzalez murdered his parents and sister in their North Ride home. Gonzalez was sentenced to life imprisonment in 2004 and the home was sold to a Buddhist couple who were not told about the property's history. In the face of massive media scrutiny, the agent who arranged the sale, LJ Hooker, paid back the deposit of $80,000, with two of LJ Hooker's real estate agents fined by the New South Wales Office of Fair Trading for misleading conduct in promoting a property for sale. Following major reforms, real estate agents are now required to disclose material facts about a property. But what constitutes a material fact varies from state to state. For example, in Victoria, real estate agents and vendors must tell prospective buyers, among other things, whether a property has been the scene of a murder and also whether the property has been used as a meth lab as soon as the prospective buyer indicates they are considering purchasing the property. Previously, real estate agents only needed to disclose such information when asked. Real estate agents and vendors who do not comply with this new law will face tough penalties including fines and possibly imprisonment for the most serious offences. While Victoria definitely has the toughest laws, in New South Wales the requirements are similar. Real estate agents must disclose material facts to prospective buyers, including whether the property has been the scene of a murder or manslaughter within the last five years and whether it has been used as a meth lab in the last two years. Unfortunately, no Australian state considers hauntedness or ghosts as material facts that require disclosure. Interestingly, however, this position is not the same in the United States. In the US, people have actually been released from contracts or have sued for damages after buying haunted houses without being told. Yes, that's right, Jackie. In 1989, a man named Stamboski purchased a large Victorian house in New York before learning about local stories of revolution-era ghosts inhabiting the home. In the years before the house was sold, the vendor had promoted the reputation of the house being haunted by publicly reporting the story in both Reader's Digest and the local newspapers. After learning of the house's reputation, the purchaser demanded to be released from the contract due to the real estate agent's failure to disclose that the house was haunted. The purchaser filed a complaint to rescind the contract, which was initially dismissed by the Supreme Court in New York. However, the case was then appealed to the appellate division. In a joke-laced judgment, the New York appellate court agreed with the purchaser and rescinded the contract. According to the court, as the house had been, quote, possessed by poltergeists, unquote, it could not be said to be unoccupied. 
Although the court said that the purchaser could not sue for damages due to the principle of buy beware, it did not prevent rescission, which in this instance was appropriate as the vendor was taking advantage of the purchaser's ignorance to the house's reputation and had herself perpetuated that reputation. As a result of this decision, New York State declared that sellers must disclose to buyers whether they think a house is haunted, only if they have shared this opinion with the public at large. So basically this means, Jackie, as long as you keep your suspicions and interactions with any supernatural beings to yourself, you are under no obligation to share this information when you sell your home. Three other states in the United States specifically mention hauntings in their real estate laws. In Minnesota and Massachusetts, the law states that it is unnecessary to disclose whether a house is haunted. In New Jersey, however, the law states a seller must disclose if a property is haunted, but only if specifically asked by the prospective buyer. While Australian laws are definitely not broad enough to require disclosure of ghosts, it never hurts to ask a real estate agent the tough questions when purchasing any property. To close this episode, we're going to leave you with the infamous Watcher House story, a house purchase gone dramatically wrong. Derek and Maria Broadus bought a house in New Jersey in 2014, but never lived in the house because of threatening letters they received from someone who called themselves The Watcher. One letter stated, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid of them. The Broadus family attempted to sue the previous owners for fraudulent concealment, but the case was dismissed. The watcher was never identified and the Broadus family finally sold the house at a $400,000 loss in 2019. Whilst this story didn't necessarily involve a ghost, it's a good reminder to get a detailed background on the suburb, street and house before you buy. Absolutely, Jackie. If you have any questions on this topic or another area of law you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us at mccabes.com.au. And please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy this episode. Thanks, everyone, and happy Halloween. <laughs>